Episode 76. It's me again. Have you missed this voice? I've not done a intro in a few weeks because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> but welcome back. This is a exciting episode I'm very proud of. Um, just a few quick updates. The Pottervision boys are on tour. You can go to pottervision.com for a full list of tour dates. We don't have many left. We've got London, Leeds, South Wales, I think, like Cardiff or Swansea. One of them, I don't know. Um, yeah, if you're enjoying the show, why not get on the Patreon for exclusive content? Patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. For a few pounds a month, you can support the Pottervision boys. Uh, we've got episodes on there that we think you might like listening to. We've got one coming out soon that we've done about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and also on the Patreon, you get exclusive access to the early release of the video podcast. Um, I've started putting them on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and put in the Pottervision podcast, you can see uh, the video of us doing it. Um, but it's a few weeks behind. So if you want to see the most current up-to-date episodes of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Anyway, here's your old boy yammering on and on and on and on and on. This is episode 76. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this gentleman adjacent to my buddy, Tom Lawrenson, we read a chapter of the Harry Potter books and look into every nook and cranny of detail and talk about it. This week, we're on episode 76, and we're on chapter 19 of The Goblet of Fire, the Hungarian Horntail. Tom, how are you? I am well. I am uh, feeling merry. Oh, uh, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, but Mr. Sun is back. Mr. Sun is back. <laughs> We've had a lovely sunny day today, haven't we? It's been a sunny one uh, this afternoon. I found myself crawled up in my living room chair, a bit like a cat, yeah. soaking in those summer rays. Lovely. And I have to admit, I uh, a few moans escaped my lips. Oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was delightful. Lovely. How are you? I'm well. Uh, it's, I've noticed the sun, but in an indirect way, it just felt very hot in school today. I was in school, I thought, it's warm. And it doesn't normally feel warm. So the sun is definitely on its way out. Now, I've been in, you know, last week... We were COVID-ridden, weren't we? But I've since tasted freedom. He's recovered. I've recovered. I've got a negative result. I am still positive with coronavirus disease 2019. Oh, but you showed me your test. It was a very personal moment. <laughs> I felt I felt very honoured to be brought into that, you know, trust to see your test. And uh, it's a very faint line, so hopefully it's on its way out. It's a little wisp of a line. I'm a little wisp of a boy. Yeah. As if you'd drawn it yourself, but the pen's running out of ink. It was barely there. <laughs> but yeah, been... Tell me, do you have any stories? I have a little bit of a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today I was uh, helping a group of kids with uh, their travel and tourism work. 
and they have to write uh, reports about what they can do in York, Warwick, Manchester, the Lake District, and Blackpool. Oh, yeah. Um, what, are you trying to get them to plan your stag for you? Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what can you do in stag? What can you do in Blackpool again? <laughs> Write that down, eh? Hey, what about the darts? Can you see how much the tickets cost for that for your, for your GCSE? Oh, yeah. yeah come on, and what are they, um, what's the price of the Airbnbs in June? Yeah, yeah. If you want the qualification, you have to book it and email me the receipts. As, as evidence. Yeah, yeah. 20, 20 tickets. Anyway, but the lesson was disturbed. By a sighting outside of a rat. Lovely. <laughs> Saw a rat. And uh, three little boys got so excited about the rats that they ran outside to try and stamp on it. But it uh, <laughs> it ran away. <laughs> and so they were kicking the hole that the rat went down in and I was trying to get them back in, but they were too excited. I got so excited, Your Honour. I tried to stamp the rat to death. <laughs> well, I can't say I've never been as excited. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I wanted to stamp a living animal to death. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, of all the things I thought I might have said today, leave the rat alone was not one of them. Stop stamping on the rat. We normally have to say that after gigs when uh, there's a bit of a mob chasing after me, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Go, hey, leave that rat alone. Stop stamping on him. So, yeah, we had a a rat. It was a bloody big one out Mm. on the steps outside. But then it hid away in its little hidey hole. That's funny. It's weird when you see a rat out and about. Yeah, yeah. They say you're never six foot away from one, don't they? That is a bit of information. I bet you are the type of person that it leaves your lips about eight times a year. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time I've said it today. I think, I feel like I've seen you say that. Like I've seen you comment that to like, I don't know, maybe someone on a Vision page or maybe on oh, maybe. on your own little personal profile. Oh, no, I did it on the Discord last week because someone was on about Londoners being everywhere. Yeah. And I made the allusion to the there rat thing. Yeah, that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, Bloody yeah. hell. Three times. In a with, week. Within a week. <laughs> and I said eight within a year. God knows. Oh. Bloody hell, at this rate, that's 156 in a year. What other facts do you know about rats? <laughs> I don't know any other facts about rats. I do. They're intelligent. Go on. Rats have no gag reflex. (laughs) How did you find that out? (laughs) Well, the thing is, see, give a rat rat poison. Rat poison, I heard this. It wouldn't work on a human. No. Because you would vomit it up because it's disgusting. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rats don't vomit rat poison up. Right. Because they won't gag. They won't gag. Do you know what gagging sounds like? No. Hey, ever heard a rat do that? I've not. Exactly. <laughs> rats. rats don't gag. Some people keep rats as pets. They do. I don't mind a, a domestic rat. I do. I think it's disgusting. Well, well, they have like a little tail that looks like it's made of plastic, don't they? Oh, I'm going to gag in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we saw a rat in... Well, not in school. Outside school. Yeah. Yeah. Have you put any more thought into what you're going to do with Poppy, or Ploppy, as you like to call her? <laughs> you like to call her Ploppy. <laughs> One of us. Uh, 
I think the plan is still to drive it, but then I've Googled it, and apparently uh, you can take them on a plane, and they should be all right. What, underneath? I, d- I don't know. Well, you can have her in a handheld thingy. <laughs> Just put her in my hands the whole way. Yeah, so I don't know. I've still not figured it out yet, but, you know, we've still got, like, two months, haven't we? Sir, would you like some sauce for that hot dog? Isn't it a hot dog? It's my ploppy. <laughs> it's puppy. Hey. Stick her in the hold all. Yeah, no, she'll be all right, won't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I wish her the best either way. She's, yeah. She's got an unusual daddy. <laughs> she's got a lovely mummy, Martina. <laughs> what would you do differently if you were Poppy's daddy? So, um, I'd release her into the wild. Let me tell you this. <laughs> yeah. People have been saying... That you could handle spice more than me. Oh, yeah, there's been a bit of a debate on the Discord, haven't there? <laughs> on the Discord, if you don't know, the Discord is a private chat room to the for the Patreon users. And <laughs> everyone <laughs> seems to think that Lucas Kirkby can handle the heat more so than me. Yeah. Despite the fact you never eat spicy food. I do. You don't. I go to Nando's. You have these little supple meals. You have, like, you know... Rice pudding <laughs> and jelly. Yeah. And mash on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pasta and peas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like least strength cheese. Yeah. You're not a spice fiend. Hey, excuse me, sometimes I'll get level five cheese. You know, they have them in levels in the supermarket. Yeah. Level one, <laughs> creamy. Level two, mild. And then level five's like. Bloody hell, cheesy. I'm surprised you didn't make a diversity reference. Level <laughs> one. <laughs> Level one. <laughs> hey, they should do that. A cheese, a cheese-based diversity dance. Level one. And that's like a creamy dance. Level two, a mild dance. I know I brought it up, but yet you were obsessed with diversity having levels to their dances. <laughs> it's like a video game, Simon. Level five. Yeah, and then level five, a very mature dance. Level one, throw him. (laughs) Hey, in every level, the little one gets thrown about, right? (laughs) It's a bit mad them doing that with him now he's an adult. Get off me! (laughs) He's still being thrown about. Is it called Perry or Perry or something? He's still being chucked about, even though he's bigger than all of us. Get off me! My kids are watching! <laughs> Come on, let's chuck you through the air! Legging a wing in him. Yeah, legging a wing in him. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Because the rest of the time they're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're having a dance, then twice during the song we'll just chuck a lad! <laughs> yeah, mate! Right, back to the dance. Boom, boom, boom. Level two. Right, wing him again. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> After through the dance, we'll just batter somebody next time. And he was so much younger than the other ones, initially. Right, uh, you know what, Dance Troop, I'm thinking uh, we could bring me nephew in. Oh, I don't <laughs> want your nephew in it. No, no, hear me out. He said we can chuck him. <laughs> hey, brilliant. That's how he's got into that group, and he? he's like, "Hey, let me dance with you. Let me dance with you." No, you're too young. You're embarrassing. You, you can chuck me around a bit if you want. <laughs> All right, you can come in. 
15 years later, he's still being chucked about, even though he's 30. Flinging him about. Level 1. Bloody hell, what's level 10? <laughs> if you don't know what diversity is, it's a, <laughs> it's a dance troupe that went on Britain's Got Talent and came first, and they throw a little lad about. One of the biggest shocks in BGT history. They beat Susan Boyle. Everyone thought she was going to win easily that year. But Susan Boyle is very much the Bimini Bamboolash of her time because she came second but remained the most notable act. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm on about? No, what's Bimini Bamboolash? <laughs> she came second in UK Drag Race. Oh! But, but she was the more notable act. Uh, what happened to Will Young is... Uh... Was it Will Young? No, Will, Will Young won. Gareth oh. Gates came second. But Will Young uh, had the better career. Yes. Unless that doesn't work with Bimini Bamboolash. I am beautiful no matter what you say. Words can't bring me down. Those are the words of Christina Aguilera. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Will Young just needs to leave right now. That's him. Don't know about that. But I've been wondering. Oh, yeah. Could you give us a recap of the chapter we've read? Summarise it in a succinct point so the listeners will know what we're on about. And during that time, I'll glaze over and pretend I'm listening. I didn't understand any of those words you just asked me, but I can give you a rundown. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'll take it. It's chapter 19, The Hungarian Horn Tale. The prospect of speaking to stepdaddy Sirius or whatever he is, Godfather, is the only thing keeping Harry going. Everyone's being mean to him. <laughs> the only person talking to him is Hermione, but in the back of his mind, he just knows it's not the same as hanging out with Ron. He's in the library all the time with her, and it's a bloody nightmare. Anyway, they go off to Hogsmeade and Harry refuses to talk to Ron, so he wears the invisibility cloak. But who in the Hogshead gets to see Harry through the cloak? It's bloody Mad-Eye Moody as I can see through the invisibility cloak. Anyway, Hagrid says, come and meet me at 11 o'clock down by the bloody hut. So he meets Hagrid at the hut and Hagrid is on a date with Madame Maxime. And he leads her into the forest and shows her a load of dragons that are being kept. They're part of the first task. Harry's got to do something with dragons. Anyway, he meets Sirius in the fire and he's got all sorts of gossip for him. Karkaroff's a death eater. Bertha Jorkins might have been brutally murdered. Brutally murdered. Brutally murdered. And apparently Mad-Eye Moody was attacked <laughs> the night before he came to Hogwarts. Anyway, just before he's about to tell him how to win the Triwizard Tournament, Ron interrupts them, they have a big old row, Harry throws a badge at his head, and then he goes to sleep in a huff. And in a hut. In a huff. And that is the Hungarian Horntail. That's lovely. It is, isn't it? What a chapter. Interesting chapter. The newspaper uh, article has come out about Harry Potter. Yeah. But of course, Rita Skeeter's flooded it with lies. Oh, she has, <laughs> hasn't she? Yeah. I know yeah. all these extra points. I'll tell you what, though. Draco Malfoy is on point. He's back. He's back with his humour. Yeah. 
one of the top students of the school. Is this a school <laughs> you and Longbottom have made up together? <laughs> I did like that. It's got it's one of his best so far, I think. <laughs> and he didn't even go too far with it. Sometimes he can go too far yeah, and yeah, he'll yeah. say mudblood or something. But yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. That's the thing about Draco Malfoy. Yeah. He doesn't need to be centre of attention. No. Like all the other students do. No, yeah. not all the other students do. Draco Malfoy doesn't need to be centre of attention like Harry Potter does. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Harry Potter put himself into the tournament, you know, the Triangles yeah, tournament. Yeah. Draco just takes a back seat. He says, hey, I'll let my personality do the talking. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> really, we, Malfoy's taken a back seat, really, the past yeah. couple of books. He's just turned into a lad who walks in every now and then, drops a couple of killer one-liners, and then moves on with his life. He's the perfect like celebrity guest. He is, 100%. <laughs> He's the one knocking on the door, walking into the studio, having a couple of bangers, and then leaving. Everyone cheers. Everyone goes, whoa! Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's brilliant. <laughs> he should be on SNL. Mm. Uh, Harry is uh, no longer talking to Ron. No. Our friendship's fizzled out. And yeah. I can't see it ever reigniting. No, I can't. It's beyond repair. And it's sad. It's making me upset they don't talk to each other anymore. But he's missing Ron. And it's yeah. highlighted for the fact that he's having to hang around with Hermione. But I was thinking, he should consider himself lucky hanging out with Hermione. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, she's so boring. She doesn't know the name of these Quidditch moves. She's awful. Listen, pal. Just because she's not into being a cock like you. <laughs> yeah. Don't mean she's not as good as Ron. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, Harry, when she says, she calls it the wonky faint instead of the Vronsky faint or whatever. Yeah. And it says, Harry corrected her through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's called the Vronsky faint. The only one in the school who believes him. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Listen here, you little tosser. <laughs> no, how many times do Harry and Ron? Every time she goes, "Oh, I read this in a book," and they go, "Oh, what? You mean the Papapapus Pone? No, no, it's the Philosopher's Stone." Oh, right. <laughs> Who's Wickedless Mamel? They do it all the time to her. She gets one Quidditch manoeuvre wrong, and he's there, hissing through his teeth. <laughs> Idiot. That's like our kid. That's the thing. Hermione has done herself a disservice by um, going out of her way to yeah. help Harry and Ron so much. Yeah. Because they take it for granted constantly. They do. Not for three years. And Harry talks to her in the same way. Hermione, good other. Uh, he talks to it <laughs> in the same way yeah. that um, people talk to their mothers when, yeah. when they're being a bit abusive to their own mum. Oh, you stupid idiot. I like Star Wars, not Star Trek. <laughs> it's mad how teenagers are to their parents sometimes. Like, yeah. Mum, I didn't want the beans touching the chop. What? I just made you dinner. Eat it. Grateful. Lucas Kirk with Bean Chop, Bean and Chop Night. <laughs> it's Bean and Chop Night. It's Bean and Chop Night at the Kirkby household. <laughs> did we ever used to have Bean and Chops? Or did you used to have Chops? Bean, ah. bean and Chop. Chop. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, but we do get the first little hint that Cho Chang maybe is fond of Harry too. 
Mm. Everybody is walking around with these Dedrick Siggery badges saying Potter stinks, blah, 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 but she's not wearing one. Because I swear, that's got to be, not because, you know, she doesn't support Cedric, but because it's a bit lame, isn't it, to wear, if, are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Who, Cho and Cedric? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Well, if they're seeing each other, it's a bit lame to be wearing a t-shirt to support the person you're seeing, isn't it? I know. You can't be the fan of someone that you're seeing. I know. Like, I'm married to Martina, she's wonderful. I idolise her, she's brilliant. But even she wouldn't blame me for not walking around with a badge saying, Martina's cool. Do you know what I mean? Well, you already wear the T-shirt underneath all your shirts. Yeah, exactly. I already wear the vest (laughs) that says that. So you're just doing double duty, aren't you? (laughs) And you've got the socks. Yeah, and I've got the socks. And the shin pads. And the shin pads. You know, the badge is just a bit too much, isn't it? (laughs) But yeah, Harry, he needs to find some common ground with... Hermione, do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They both did 11 years of like hanging out with, you know, living Muggles. in Muggle school and yeah. going to Muggle primary school. Surely you can't, you, can't, you can't just sit back with her and be like, oh, member assembly, where you'd be like, good yeah. morning, Mrs. Thompson. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Chat about that. I know. She's probably one of the only people in the school who have the same pop culture refle- references as he does. Yeah. Hey. Do you remember Strictly? <laughs> yeah, I know Strictly. Do you remember Curry? I love Curry. Do you remember Beyblade? Do you remember Mr. Blobby? I love Mr. Blobby. I want a chapter here of them bonding over Mr. Blobby. There's no reason them two shouldn't be talking about Wallace and Gromit as much as me and you do. A hundred percent. They need to be talking about it. Hey, what are you two muggles talking about? Mr. Blobby! What? Hey, you weird (laughs) wizards wouldn't understand about Mr. Blobby. He's a man with massive eyelashes, pink skin, yellow blobs, and uh, he's just clumsy. If... Um, if he was referenced in these books, I'm sure the author would try and find a way to turn Mr. Blobby into a fantastic beast. <laughs> he 100% should be, shouldn't he? Mr. Blobby and his yellow blotches are used in forgetful potions. Mm, Mr. Blobby. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Blobby had a Christmas number one. What a fact. Mm. Did he? Yeah. Was it, what was it called? Blobbing, blobbing. He's Mr. Blobby or something. Blobbing Christmas. Have a blobby Christmas. The uh, movement, not the movements. Simply. The Wombles. Wombles had a Christmas song. Yeah. Simply having. No, yeah. A wombling Merry Christmas. Simply having a wombling Christmas time. Oh, I don't remember that one. No, I don't know. That's that's Paul McCartney, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> one, no, yeah, wombling Merry Christmas. That's how it used to go. <laughs> anyway, thing is, I'm too young to know about the Wombles. Yeah, um, I've seen them because, like, you know, you grow up and people who are older than us are obsessed with their childhoods, unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know, you'd have been alive the same age the Wombles were on telly, wouldn't you, primetime? Yeah, yeah, me, I'm, uh, I'm ancient. 
Well, I remember uh, my dad always used to say, like, the clangers. God. They were like little mice that lived on the moon and they used to whistle. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> Thing is about um, British uh, TV, yeah, is especially children's cartoons, is it's very inoffensive, but also it's very unusual and boring. <laughs> Some of it, yeah. Think about Bagpuss. It was a Clangus. cat made of cloth. Finger, finger mouse. And... What's finger mouse? <sighs> you know, prime time. <laughs> finger mouse? What's finger mouse? Prime time TV show for people our parents' age. Yeah. It's like a little finger puppet of a mouse. Finger mouse. And they would watch that for <laughs> hours on end. <laughs> That's what they had instead of Cory. Yeah. 7pm, finger mouse was on. Yeah. Google it. Please, everyone, Google Finger Mouse. If you don't believe me, Google, Google it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we get the first sign. That, uh, that, well, Harry has a bit of an awkward moment with Cho, doesn't he? Where he thinks she's going to have a go at him and he goes, Oh yeah, I'm just going to go cry about my dead mum. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. That was funny, he made a proper arse of himself. Yeah, he did. Made himself look like a right numpty. Yeah. Mm. Harry, I just wanted to give you this. You dropped it. <laughs> so, Chang. Let me realise what a swatty little school this is. Because Harry can't go anywhere in this school without um, students either, you know. Everyone's reading the paper, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a swatty little school it is where everyone reads the paper. What kids read the newspaper? Everyone does in Hogwarts. <laughs> I know. Imagine being in the canteen at school and everyone's got the Sunday Times with them. <laughs> right, let's have a look at stocks and shares this week. Oof. Read a paper. Kids at my school wouldn't even read the menu. Yeah. They'd just be like, chips, please. Someone's nana. And whatever you want to slop on top. Slop on top? It's slop, but on top. Yeah. Don't want pasta king either. I want chips and meats. <laughs> That's what I would like. Hermione, Harry is like on the edge of his tether, right? He's blowing off the handle, whatever you want to call it. Flying off the handle every minute. But Hermione is dealing with these haters with... Decorum with Grace. She's doing very well. I think she's very good in, uh, you know, when people are being nasty to her. How much hate is she getting? Well, she's getting a lot of hate. Well, because uh, what's her name? Rita Skeeter's put in the newspaper that they're going out with each other. Yeah. And uh, what did she say? Was it Pansy Parkinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pansy Parkinson said, her, the most beautiful girl. I know. Compared to what? A chipmunk. Oh, it's not nice, is it? Well, chipmunks are adorable. Oh, they are. Little Alvin. Or Theodore. What the girl? They're called the chipettes, aren't they? I don't know what they're called. I don't know. Not to do with me. <laughs> the chipettes. I don't understand this, this, like, this fallout between Ron and Harry. Because Ron has known Harry for three years. Surely he knows he's... He's not what everyone's saying he is, or you know, believe in the article. What do you reckon? 
Well, I just think it was up there. I've just been shoved in there to stir up a bit of drama, in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been shoved in there to stir up a bit of drama, yeah. I agree. Um, it's just, yeah, well, the, the reason in the saying is like jealousy that he's not he's not had any attention. Yeah, has yeah. He? But uh, I don't feel sorry for Ron because he's done nothing noteworthy in his whole time of being alive. <laughs> Right, listen here, 13-year-old boy. You've done nothing noteworthy the whole time you've been alive. So you don't deserve the attention. It can, yeah? Can is anything, Can you defend, Rom? Is he, like, defendable? No, not really. But then I don't think Harry is either. I think Harry's been a, a bumhole as well. He's awful at the end of this chapter. Throws a bloody badge at him. No need for that. It's got a pin on the back of it. <laughs> Don't like that. Yeah, very childish. Well, hormones are racing through these boys. Yeah, they are. (laughs) They're going up and down them. Around and around them. They're full of hormones. They're hormonal. Mo! Um, They're in the uh, leaky cauldron. Oh, yeah. Are they? Uh, no, uh, the I was going to say the hog's head, but is it the three broomsticks? They're in the three broomsticks, right? Yeah, Madame Moody's in there, and he's uh, he's drinking from his hip flask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One might see this as unusual. You know, they might take offence, you know, to the barkeep that he doesn't want to drink her mead. But Harry knows it's because Madame Moody prepares all food and drink that he eats himself. Bullshit. His first day in Hogwarts, he walks into the Great Hall and marches over to a plate of sausages. (laughs) Was that the point you were going to make? Yeah. Come on. (laughs) He always has food that he's prepared himself. Right, so what's he done? Cooked them sausages, gone back home, had a fight, and then come back to eat them, has he? (laughs) Is that what he's done? Rubbish. <laughs> He's a bit like a flexitarian. He takes takes weekends off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no one's going to try and kill me on a Thursday, are they? Give me them sausages. But what we know is that's a little clue, isn't it? It's a little clue. It's a little cluey poo. Yeah, it's a blues clue. It's a funny little thing that he's had to uh, set up for himself, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because... Mm. So he's had to, he said that to all the students. I only eat food and drink that I've prepared myself. No, after saying that, after letting them words leave my lips, I'd be like, I've got another year here. <laughs> I've got, I know. I've got to make all my own fucking food myself. <laughs> he's there eating a meal deal in his class. Somebody walks in, oh, 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 stuffing it down the back of the city. <laughs> Uh, and I'll have the roast dinner. Oh, hi, Mr. Dumbledore. Uh, nothing for me, please. <laughs> I've got these berries that I've foraged. <laughs> I've got these nuts from the forest. <laughs> Lovely. I know. Yeah, what a commitment to do that. Mm. <laughs> it's a funny bit. Moody, to get Hagrid's attention, he taps the small of his back because it's the highest point that he can reach. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny that I realised Hagrid must have that in common with a lot of women at the 
people touch the small of his back quite a lot. Oh, yeah, the uncomfortableness of that. Because women have that. Men have a tendency, apparently, to uh, touch the small of women's back to, oh, get, yeah. to get past them. Oh, horrible. Just to get their attention and stuff. But everyone's doing it to Hagrid as well. <laughs> Come on, big boy. Come on. But Hagrid, it's either that or your ass. Right, what do you want me to touch as I'm walking past you? I can't get through, you're huge. That's funny as well, because if you, if the highest point of Hagrid, if the highest point of Hagrid for your arm is the small of his back, that means his ass is face height, right? I was about to say, what is eye level? How often is Hagrid holding in farts as opposed to letting them out? Well, how often is Hagrid hugging the children? <laughs> Hagrid! What is eye height? Bloody hell. If he gives Mad Eye Moody a hug, he'll be having another bloody sausage. <laughs> you always have to go smutty, don't you? Yeah. You always have to go smutty. <laughs> but you got to consider, right, if... <laughs> Sometimes people... I'm going to say it. They do a trump. Oh, we can't get past it. Some people sometimes do a trump. So, <laughs> sometimes. People do a trump. Yeah. Right? God forbid, right, you know, sometimes said trump finds its way to no, <laughs> nose level. Yeah. If your bottom is already at nose level... <laughs> You're getting the full impact, aren't you? So, is Hagrid just letting loose? Is he doing um, the average amount? Or is he holding them in? Or is he going outside for a bit? Guys, I'm the size of ten of you. I eat raw meat. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> My farts stink. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Or I'm going to do it into the fireplace. Right. Tom Lawrenson, how can you tell me? How can <laughs> you sit there and say... That everything we know, have seen, have heard from Hagrid, how can you suggest that he's holding them in? (laughs) He is letting them rip left, right and centre. He's not got a bloody qualm about doing that. Better out than in, that's what I always say. Exactly. Has he ever said that? Is that just Shrek? No, he says it when when the slugs are coming out of Ron's mouth. He goes, better out than in. Hagrid... You're a smelly, flatulent giant. Interesting. What? Shrek says better out than in, doesn't he? Yeah. And that Shrek came out in either 99 or 2000. Yeah. And I bet you the Chamber of Secrets came out in 2002 or 2003. Yeah. So I wonder if Shrek saying that influenced Hagrid saying that. I think 100%. I think Hagrid has seen Shrek. (laughs) And he's thought, I love that. Next time someone's burping or being sick, I'm going to say better out than in. You're being facetious, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. You knew I meant the screenwriter. (laughs) All right, Steve Cloves or whoever it is. Yeah, no, I think maybe. He's seen Shrek with his daughter. And he's thought, hey, I like that. Better out than in. That's going in my new Harry Potter film. (laughs) Hey, I like that. (laughs) Hey, I like that. And also, I'm going to put a donkey in it. Are there any donkeys in Harry Potter? No. No. Nay, you mean. So, there's a great bit. So, oh yeah. Hagrid, Moody's spotted Harry with his magic eye. Yeah. Harry's under a little cloak. 
Ah, uh, you don't mind if I bring my duvet down, do you? Get that duvet back upstairs. Aww. <laughs> What's that, mate? My life. Oh, you You were trying to bring your duvet downstairs when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed. Get that duvet back upstairs. <laughs> oh, I love a duvet on the sofa tonight. Please, Mum and Dad, let me have my duvet downstairs. Let me have my duvet down. Now, we find out that Mad-Eye Moody can see through the invisibility cloak. Yeah. I'm sorry. If he can see through that, he can see through everything. Him walking into that pub. Go on. He can see everything. What can he see? Bottoms. Maybe it's like when... um. Mad-Eye Moody treats it like when, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you're at, let's say, a changing rooms. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And bloke's got his cock and pubes out. <laughs> hey, this is a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and you just, you're like, I'm just going to look up then. He has a quick, like, he sees it and he's like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. Or you're at the beach and a kid's naked. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible, I'm looking at the sun. Yeah. (laughs) I've been blinded by the sun. I'll just look at the sun instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be horrible. Maybe Moody's doing it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That style. Maybe that's why his eye's going all the way around. He's just trying to avoid all the bloody things he shouldn't be seeing. (laughs) Oh! Everywhere I look. Dumbledore, Dumbledore. (laughs) Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Dumbledore, Dumbledore. (laughs) Why have you invited me here with my wandering eye? <laughs> because I like it. So, Agrid goes over as well. Oh, yeah, Agrid, yeah. No, <laughs> leans down to Harry and he goes, Meet me at midnight tonight at me cabin and wear something sexy. <laughs> he goes, and wear your little cloak, doesn't he? For anyone viewing, now... People can only see Hermione <laughs> sat at that table. Now she has seen one teacher walk up and go, nice cloak you've got there. And then you've seen the next teacher go, meet me at midnight at my hut. <laughs> right, I'm reporting you two to the school. <laughs> what are you doing saying that to a student? Then Harry goes, uh, "What? why does he want to meet me tonight at midnight? Yeah, he's going to try and shag you, Harry. <laughs> hey, this is a family podcast. Well, he's going to try and bloody shag somebody. <laughs> Madam Maxime. <laughs> yeah, there's another point. <laughs> Hagrid, I find it a bit unusual that you've brought a little invisible boy on our date. <laughs> right, Hagrid. This is our first date. I think, you know, let's just get to know each other first before you introduce me to your invisible boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and you, I'm not saying, look, look, I can be the stepmom eventually. All right? But I need to get to know you first. It's all a bit too soon, Hagrid. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, back at the common room, the Creevy brothers were trying to bewitch <laughs> some badges. Hey, they're back at it with their illicit behaviour. It's the Creevies. 
and I put those bastards. I don't know. I, I was I wrote that and I was like, I don't know how. <laughs> Reading it now, I'm like, I don't know how I expected to get any chat out of that. <laughs> well, why are the Creevies up at half eleven? <coughs> Is there no bedtime? Dennis Creevy's in year seven. He shouldn't be up, up at half eleven at night making badges. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I'm making badges, Professor. Get to bed. <laughs> McGonagall's going to be down there in the night, he's telling him off. There's no rules in the common room. I don't like it. Mm. Yeah, the creevies. But they can't bewitch the badges, do they? They just keep getting it stuck on Potter Stinks. Mm. Bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. It upset me. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Found myself crying. Oh. You're supposed to have fun reading this book, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so Harry arrives at Hagrid's hut and he's wearing an oversized artichoke for a flower. And he's tried to comb his hair, but all of the comb's broken teeth are all tangled in his hair. Right. First of all, has he not a mirror? Has he not a mirror? <laughs> has, he not, has he not a mirror? Your Honour, the defendant. Has he not a mirror? Could he have not looked into a, a bowl of water? Surely man has a barrel. <laughs> Surely man has a reflective glass with which to bestow upon himself. Has he not a mirror? Uh, and also, Hagrid needs them queer eye lads round his house. He needs his dress sense, his style. You be you, but you can't be leaving comb teeth in your hair, can you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you got to take in consideration, Hagrid has had no parental figure other than Dumbledore at this school since he was 14, has he? Yeah, that's true. So, he's dragged himself up, and I doubt Dumbledore... Dumbledore was even there. Dumbledore isn't the type of person to comment on someone's appearance. If you stink a B.O., Dumbledore's not going to mention it. I know, and if you're getting all your grooming tips from Dumbledore, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble. You know Dumbledore doesn't have a single knot in his hair. Oh, he definitely does. I think he's got like a sock hidden I, in his beard. He doesn't... You know it's so silky. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, I think it's a mess. It'll smell a dove or something, but... <laughs> Dead dove? He's going to smell... I don't think Dumbledore's kempt at all. I think he's a mucky boy. I think he's Reem. You think he's Reem? <laughs> Reem! He's Peng. He's a baddie. He's Dumbledore. Dumbledore's ring. <laughs> He's Fusey. Fusey? What's that mean? I don't know, another Joey Essex one. Another Joey Essex one. Being reamed by Joey Essex. Oh, I'd love to read that. But he admitted that he didn't write it, which annoyed me. I'd rather read a book that he'd written than one that's written for him. Do you know what I mean? Even if it didn't make sense. <laughs> now imagine this. Tom, right? Imagine I'm a giant man named Hagrid. Imagine that. Oh, oh. All right. Yeah. Go, go on. Okay. <laughs> Imagine you're a little boy named Harry Potter. Ah! Keep going. Okay. Now imagine I've invited you round to me hut at twelve midnight to show you something. <laughs> Whoa. 
you knock on the door and I say, follow me, I've got something to show you. <laughs> he takes you on a date. And he takes you on a date. What are you thinking? He's probably thinking, oh, he wants me to do that thing, you know, that Shakespeare thing where you hide in a bush. Yeah, yeah. And you, I'll tell you things to say at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ends up saying the wrong thing. And then Harry ends up with a conversation with somebody else. Hagrid overhears it and he says the wrong thing to Madame Maxime. And then Harry finds himself making the beast with two backs. <laughs> What a sketch. That's a sketch waiting to be written, isn't it? And Arnie finds Harry in the bush. Uh, hey, Harry, what are you going to do for the first task? I'm going to slay that dragon. Oh, I'm going to slay that dragon. What did you say to me, Haggard? Uh, nothing, nothing. The sketch is already written. He accidentally calls her a dragon. It's good. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good, but it's not right. Speaking of dragons, there are dragons in the bloody forest and they're part of the first task. You're not going to have to kill them, says Charlie Weasley. Whatever kills me makes me stronger. stronger. Lasts a little longer. <laughs> He's going to have to get past them somehow. And they're nesting dragons. They're mothers. I've got a paddock full of mothers here that we're shackling and stupefying. Very cruel, isn't it? Mm. Don't like that. They're not happy, these dragons. They've been taken from Romania. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Romania. Ru- all right, Romania. Did I say Romania? <laughs> I don't know anyone who says Romania. <laughs> I'm sorry. Romania. Romania sounds like a drag conference. Does it? <laughs> hey, it's Romania 27. <laughs> but let me tell you this. Yeah. Fast Harry Potter turned up. See all these dragons. I'm a bit like, dragons, is it? Now I'm going to knock this on the head. <laughs> well, he's thinking that, isn't he, going back? I wouldn't, I'd be like, that's it for me. How much of a nightmare was Norbert, and he was only a babby? I'd be like, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I'm a little boy. Yeah. Little boys don't play with dragons. Little boys play with action men. I've never been kissed. Do I want to risk dying? <laughs> In many ways... <laughs> You are the modern-day Othello. No. <laughs> Am I? No, in many ways, you are the modern-day... I can't think of a genius. <laughs> Othello! Einstein! I wouldn't say that. Uh, who's a bit clever? Uh, Brian May! In many ways, you are the modern-day Brian May, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the modern-day Brian May. I like badgers, and I play rock and roll. <laughs> the modern-day Brian May. He likes badgers, and he plays rock and roll. Ho <laughs> oh, Sometimes together. Ooh, badgers. Mm. I'm Brian May. Your basement flooded. Yeah. Brian May's did. Did he? Oh, hey. I'm not just Brian May. I'm Brian Will. That's how much Brian May I am. <laughs> Yeah, there's no May about it. What a good joke. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you really are the Brian May of comedy. I'm the Brian May of comedy, definitely. <laughs> Badgers. <laughs> it's Brian May. 
Hey, so we name the dragons, don't we? We've got the Hungarian Horntail, the Commonwealth Green, the Swedish Snort Short Snout, and the Chinese Fireball. Ooh. Correct. It's my favourite bit in the film when uh, Ludo Bagman says that. Ooh. No, Barty Crouch. Does it? Yeah. He goes, the Chinese Fireball. Ooh. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't remember. It's a brilliant bit. Oh, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> the Chinese Fireball. Roger Ooh. Lloyd Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 it's brilliant. Oh, I can't wait to watch this film. I think we're about halfway through this book now. I would say we're over halfway through. I think there's 37 chapters and we're on chapter 19. Halfway. We're over the ump. What's 19 times 2? 38. Halfway through. Half- halfway through. Hey, I love that Hagrid is showing Madame Maxime the first task by taking us to the forest to see the dragons. Can't wait for him to show her the second task when he takes us scuba diving. (laughs) For our second date, bring your wetsuits. You see, your joke is flawed because... It's not a joke, it's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Hagrid is not... Uh, he's only involved in the dragons. Oh yeah, because he's a uh, you know he's caring magical scary creatures, isn't he? Caring magical scary creatures. Uh, that's the only reason he's involved. He don't know what the other ones are. No. Well, ignore everything I just said. Then it's one thing to joke, but if you're spreading misinformation, yeah, I'm going to bring you up on it. And the, I thank you for that. There are no lies on the Potter Vision podcast. Not one. In the 76 episodes we've produced, we have never told an untruth. And we promise that. <laughs> a part of vision promise. We promise that on his soul. On my mortal soul. And if we're lying, his yeah. soul shall be ripped apart by demons. Yes. And he'll be sentenced to eternal damnation. Yes. I will be torn apart, eaten by demons, regurgitated, put back to life. And that will just continuously be on loop. If we've told a lie. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Back at the common room. Oh, um, yeah. He has a little firelight chat with uh, Sirius Black. And I found myself thinking it's very nice that he has Sirius Black. Because it is like he's meeting a family member. His only family member in the world for the first time. Because he's able to like everything off his chest. Like, oh. like you would a family member. Definitely. He's been keeping it all in for weeks and it all comes out. Yeah. Really lovely. I remember I used to find that being a being a mentor in school, I used to talk to kids about their problems. And sometimes you could just tell they never had anybody to talk to. Because when they'd come to me or somebody else, another mentor, it would all come out. And uh, I think it was quite cathartic for them just to uh, unleash it, unload it. That's great. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? But serious, he's looking good. He's looking like a healthy young man. He's put a bit of weight back in his face. He's still got the dark, pained eyes. But uh, he's looking more like the man in the picture of Harry's wedding. Not Harry's wedding. Harry's daddy's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. He reveals that Karkarov uh, was a Death Eater. And yeah. he was released from Azkaban on providing information about other Death Eaters. Yeah. And I found it insane that he was allowed to become head teacher of a school. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right, Karkarov, uh, we will only release you from Azkaban if you give us 
information on all the top Death Eaters currently still at large. <laughs> okay, okay, but uh, will you also make me head teacher of local school? <laughs> all right, we'll give it to you. All right, all right. Head, head teacher of local school. Uh, will you also make me village councillor? Right, no, no, we draw the line at village councillor. You, you can be the head teacher of the local school, but you're not being village councillor, all right, Karkarov? Hmm. Okay, it crouch. <laughs> Thank you. It's Karkarov. It's Karkarov. It's Karkarov. can't all be good impressions, can they? Okay. Can I be village councillor? <laughs> no. No. Just the head teacher. Serious is full of gossip. He's got it all. Right. Karkarov's a deaf eater. Uh, I heard that Mad Eye Moody got attacked before he came here. Oh, and by the way, Bertha Jonkins, Jonkins <laughs> reckons she was killed. He's got all the goss. Where's he yeah. getting it from, this info? Breaking into people's houses and listening in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Behind the couch. I had to break into a wizarding house to use this fire. Wait till they all went out. Right, can't start your own fire then. <laughs> hey, look, there's no way for me, a wizard, to make my own fire in the forest. I have to break into somebody's house. <laughs> hey, look, there's no way for me to use a telephone unless I break into somebody's house and ring you from there. All right? right, let me t- let me ask you this. Yeah. Is Sirius Black on all fours in front of the fire with his face in it? Is he la- <laughs> is he lay completely like flat down with his face in the fire? I think so. How how long can you maintain a conversation with your face in the fire like comfortably? I know because he must be there doing like Happy Cat from gymnastics, you know, mm. and you're like on all fours and your head's like strained up, stretching. Harry, I've not got long. <laughs> My back's about to give in. Oh, Bertha Jorkins, goodbye. And how many times has someone shoved the face in a fire that wasn't a magic fire? Let me just... Oh! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how come you've got third-degree burns all over your face? Look, I thought it was a magic fire. Listen, I was trying to chat to a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his bedroom. Uh, I burnt my face, what can I say? And he says about Carcroy's life, and he's teaching the dark arts to every student at his school. What are the dark arts, right? Torture. Yeah. Necromancy. Yeah. Would you want to do them things? I know. It's because you know them. They're just nasty spells, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> nasty. Today we're going to learn nasty spells. <laughs> Because they must learn everything else, because all the good arts are useful to dark wizards. Do you know what I mean? Like, transfiguration is useful to a dark wizard. Yeah. Charms is useful to a dark wizard. Yeah. Orchidious. Orchidious. you want to get romantic. Yeah. Hey, I'm a bastard, but I'm romantic. <laughs> yeah? Before I kill you, I'm going to wine and dine you. Yeah? Here's some roses. Have had a cadaver. Oi. What? Have <laughs> <laughs> a cadaver. Um, yeah, Harry, don't listen to Sirius. Karkarov is a red herring. Yeah, come on. We're too early in the book for it to be true. He's a red herring. And Harry is about to hear some good advice about the dragons, how to defeat them, but he's interrupted by Ronald Weasley. 
Mm. Isn't he? Yeah, Ron comes down the stairs, rubbing his eyes, thinking it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and Harry's like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Can't you tell I don't love you anymore? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, just thought you'd come nosing around, did you? Yeah. Yeah. He hated... <laughs> he says he hated Ron. Everything about him, right down to the seven inches of bare ankle he had showing. Wow. Not only are you nosy, Ron, but you're a little strumpet, aren't you? <laughs> oh, showing off your bare ankle in bed. Ugh! Whore. God, I hate everything about you. Look at that bare ankle. It's your tight little pyjamas. <laughs> oh, you're just showing off your ass in those pyjamas, aren't you? <laughs> That's all you're doing. Oh, look at you in your low-cut T-shirt. Walking around with your midriff out. Listen, no, Harry. I've got very small clothes because my family are poor. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I'm poor. <laughs> yeah. Poor. You're a whore. You're a whore. <laughs> Weird ending that, wasn't it? Yeah, and even weirder, uh, Harry launches a badge at Ron's head. Ooh. <laughs> There's got to be nothing more childish than throwing something in anger. (laughs) He probably gets him in the head. Hope that leaves you a scar. That's what you want, isn't it? Things are reaching breaking point. I used to be able to flick a pen around my thumb. Did you? Ah, well, keep trying this until you succeed. (laughs) (laughs) That's entertainment, isn't it? So that was that. That was it. They're, They're reaching breaking point. I don't know how they can recover from this tiff. I don't think they will. Um, right. How many um, inches of ankle out of five are you giving this <laughs> Are you giving this chapter? I really enjoyed this chapter, actually. I like that we learn about the dragons. I think it's a bit mental. We get the bit with Mad-Eye Moody and the cloak. Uh, we get Ron. I really enjoyed this chapter. I'm going to give it a nearly perfect four and a half inches of ankle out of five. Bloody hell. Yeah, I liked it. Me, I loved it. I thought it was a very entertaining chapter filled with drama. Uh, Harry running around in his cloak. Uh, Hagrid being a right old weirdo. Draco being a right old laugh. And I can't help but give this five inches of ankle out of five. Wonderful. Right. Are you ready for everyone's favourite segment? Quiz. Yes. Quiz, 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 Ooh, uh, oh, this rings a bell. Da, 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 da. Come back to me on that one. Okay. How was the back of Hagrid's head described? <laughs> Smooth. No, it was shaggy. Uh, Reggie? Reggie? Um, Where are my resticles? Wh- hey. <laughs> Family show. Oh, yeah. What animal was Mrs. Weasley... 
said to be having over Harry? Kittens. Correct. Question five. How many inches of bare ankle was Ron showing? Oh. Huh? Several. Seven. No, it was several. Seven inches of bare ankle. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> and finally. I know I've lost the quiz already, but it's got to be... It's several. Is he accepting it? I've written seven, though. Ah. Oh. You gotta go. What I've an- what I've <laughs> my answers. Right. How did Fleur look in this chapter? Oh, um, haughty. Ooh, you get half a point because it's haughty and unruffled. Oh, so that is three and a half out of five. Unfortunately, you have lost the quiz. Sad times. Quiz, 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 Going to ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Going to ask you about Harry Potter. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Now it is time for the nation's silver medal segments. It's Hedwig's droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week, cheap cheap? Now we've had a five-star review from ABC 2022 10 year. And they say, I love it so much. I love listening to your new storytelling. Makes me be filled with joy. And I hope you make more. All right, we will. We will. We will. (laughs) This was going to be our last episode, but thanks to that lovely review, uh, we'll carry on. Thank you very much for your review. Now, we've also got to welcome two new babies to our Patreon. So first up, we've got a baby Harry who is Cal Kennedy. (laughs) Cal Kennedy, you have wandered into a sweet shop and your little fingers can't help themselves. You have taken some sweets without paying. (laughs) But the sweet shop owner, he is furious. He raises his hand about to strike you. (laughs) But I run in and I push him over. He hits the back of his head and dies. I (laughs) pick I pick you up and ma 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 ma. Wonderful! And finally, we've got a brand new baby Draco. It's Alex Naumovich. Alex Naumovich, you are at a carpet shop. You are, <laughs> you are running around on all the new carpet, jumping from roll to roll, having the time of your life. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> the motion, the motion of the carpets causes a fall. The rolls of carpets start to tumble down upon you. Certain death is imminent. But I was rolled into one of the carpets. I am unraveled. I grab you. <laughs> and... <laughs> Perfect. So thank you so much to our new babies, Cal and Alex. Welcome. We uh, love you, and um, we're going to raise you as our own. Yeah. And you're going to grow into healthy babies. We will be your seriouses. <laughs> this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Please know that we're on tour. We've got five more dates. They're all in May. We're in Salford. We are in Liverpool. Salford's we are in Leeds. sold out, isn't it? So one of them is sold out. I think and they're, they're still, both sold out. Are they both sold out? Yeah. I didn't know that. 
You can no longer come to Salford, uh, but we've You come got, to London. You come to London. The closest one to Salford is probably Liverpool, and we're also going to be in Leeds. We're back in Liverpool. No, we're not. Ignore me. Liar. Salford, Leeds, London, Brighton, and Swansea. So Leeds is the closest if you couldn't come to Salford. Uh, next week. Oh, also, join our Patreon. We've got loads of bonus episodes. We're having fun times. We've uh, By the time this is released, we'll have just had our... Willy Wonka Watch Along, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We've got bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. So uh, on Friday, it's a Willy Wonka Watch Along for the patrons. Yeah. So this was last Friday. Oh, yeah. That's our so release. You missed that. But you can do. We're going to do an episode on Willy Wonka. Yeah. So you could sign up to the Patreon and listen. Yeah. And I can't wait for it because I don't know if I've ever mentioned... I like Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's a lovely, funny old film. And hey, we'll probably do some more watch-alongs later in the year, so join us. There's all sorts of stuff. There's a Discord, there's stickers, key rings, posters, personalised thank you videos. Hotline to Lucas. Hotline to me. <laughs> there's all sorts. Patreon.com slash Pottervigil. Next week, we are on episode... Tw- we are on episode 77, chapter 20 of book four... 420, baby, the first task. You have been a still positive Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a glasses-wearing tie wrapped round your neck, shirt on your back, bastard of a Lucas Kirkby. We love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision.